Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. So, hey friends, welcome to the Tennis and Bagels podcast. Uh, this will be the ATP edition of the French Open preview. We're going to go through the draw quarter by quarter. We're going to talk about all the storylines um, that are surfacing and history is on the line for this one. So your listeners are really going to enjoy this and joining me to break it all down is my good friend, Owen Lewis. How are you today, Owen? I'm doing great. Um, I, that was quite the intro. I hope expectations for this one aren't too high now. No, no pressure, Owen. Uh, as, as usual, this is, this is always a blast. And so let's just jump right into it and get into That's the good. draw. I mean, so I guess the first takeaway here is we look at this draw. It's uh, pretty top heavy, I'd say, you know. Um, oh, yeah. Three men that we've we've known for like 15 years. You know, you, you must have heard of them by now, you know. Uh, Vonch, I have uh, no idea who you're talking about. Yeah, I, I have no idea either. I, I just, I hope you knew, you know. But <laughs> Federer, Nadal, <laughs> and Djokovic. Right. Uh, especially, especially that Rafa guy. He's pretty good on the surface, isn't he? I mean, like 102, 100 wins and two losses and 13 RGs. Like, I, you know. I apparently have to read up about this guy because, again, these these numbers are sounding unfamiliar. So, uh, yeah. No, I mean, yeah. I mean um, but... The, just yeah, the fact um, that they're on the same half of the draw is uh, yeah, has never happened before in history. And... Exactly. Yeah, and it's I mean it's, it's really jarring, even though this is not the big three of two thousand eight or two thousand eleven or even twenty fourteen. Um, so yeah, I mean, I I guess should we just start here because I feel like we can talk about all of them <laughs> as, as a group, really. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, I would I mean, say I mean I mean uh, actually, do, yeah. do you want to start with Federer because um, yeah. Yeah, sure. So, so I think yeah, Roger is Roger's interesting because right now he is a lot of people see this as um getting some matches in, getting that some reps in that he didn't quite get in Geneva. He was four two up in the third set against Anduhar, couldn't close out that match. Um, isn't in great form, if we're being honest. Um expectations aren't very high for him in this tournament. He's seated eighth. He's in the Djokovic quarter. So there's they're scheduled to they're um slated to meet in the quarters. But I I have my doubts. I don't think he's going to get to the quarterfinals uh, for that match, and I think it's not. Uh, I think it's these expectations are correct. I just um, he's using this more as just uh, a way to get swinging before the grass season, where he's looking to peak, um, or you know he's just looking for just just to test again and see how competitive he is to get back and potentially play for another year. Yeah. Um, it could be that you know the Wimbledon itself is that tournament where he's meets his seating and he's um, looking to just get back into it and just test out and see how competitive it is. So from that standpoint, it'll be quite, it'll be quite interesting. And, you know, you know, if we just look at, he's playing a qualifier in the first round, Istomen, um, and he has a good record against him. Istomen, obviously famous for that 2017 win over Djokovic um, yeah, in the second round from two sets to one down. But um, nonetheless, even that match is, um, is, uh, is a tricky one because, 
Um, I think the best of five sets will help Federer in this case. He has the experience and he knows how to pace himself in these five set matches, which is important. And uh, the last time he lost in the first round of Roland Garros was back in 2003. So, yeah. um, 18 I guess, years ago. yeah, uh, it's insane. But like, um, then he's then he could possibly face Chilich or Rinderneck. Uh, Rinderneck had that good win over Sinner, mm-hmm. and Chilich has always has been erratic. But um, you have to think he's at least a slight favorite to get through Rinderneck. But yeah. regardless of who Federer plays in the uh, second round, it's not a super comfortable opponent. Yeah. Um, and then possibly, then you most likely you've got Taylor Fritz, um, who's the yeah, seed and, and in the third round. Yeah. And then I guess the place where I think it might all end is Berrettini. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, Berrettini also has Felix Ogiel-Yassim in the third round, who's coached by uncle Tony now. Right. And so if, if I think if Felix can get to that third round, that would be a good step at least, yeah. uh, you know, don't lose before that'll the third be quite round. a good test. So, yeah. um, yeah, I, yeah, I agree. I think, um, on Twitter, I've been pretty blunt about how I feel about Federer's chances. And so I want to say a couple of things first about, about Federer in general. So like, I'll say first that he has an incredibly high peak. Like Historically, it is so hard to beat him in a major. And mm-hmm. even on clay, which is his worst surface. And he's only played Roland Garros once in the last six years. Um, 2019. Like Even in 2019, he made the semis. Um, he made Rafa Nadal play really well to beat him. He broke Nadal twice. Nadal had to come up with some clutch passing shots to avoid going down a break in the second, uh, late in that set. And so if Federer plays well, he's just really, really, really hard to take down. The last major he played, um, Australia 2020, he made the semis with Djokovic. Um, He was not fit physically, and yet he was pretty close to winning the first set 6-1 against who was then a seven-time champion and who is now a nine-time champion. So... Federer, when he's on, is just so hard to beat. And I think the issue here is that he is not on. Um, he lost mm-hmm. to Andujar in the first round of Geneva. He's been um, he's been laid out by um, some, some knee surgeries, and it's his comeback has stalled. He hasn't had a lot of match practice under his belt. And I think while he knows how to navigate the best of five format, I think, I honestly think physically it could actually hurt him just because he hasn't been able to play a lot of matches so the day off in between will help but i'm if if he gets dragged into i don't know like a two and a half hour three hour match probably three three and a half hours uh, i'd need to go that long with Estimen. um i'm not sure how he's going to hold up and so yeah so again if if he plays well i think he will do well but i have him beating Estimen, beating the winner of chillich and render neck and then losing to taylor fritz in the third round Oh, that that'll be interesting. A uh, good milestone for Taylor Fritz to get to the fourth round for the first time. Yeah, for um, sure. yeah, and yeah, I I would agree. Also, physically is a big question mark. You know, three three and a half hours, and then how does he recover if he does end up winning uh, for the next match? And we saw that a little bit, I guess, in Doha when he first came back and he had that close match against Evans, and then but towards the end of that Brazilian match, he had kind of a passing shot on match point, and he didn't really wasn't in good position. Uh, didn't have great footwork to yeah. get there and just kind of netted a pass and you know just this key moments like that down the stretch i don't know if he's matched tough enough even just now yet to um yeah. for me to be super confident so yeah and, and uh, i think that's a also pick. a fairly quick hard court right right it is yeah and, yeah. and, and this is clay so I, all of exactly those, all of those little difficulties are going to be magnified uh length of point wise movement wise so mm-hmm. um so yeah i mean look i would 
I would love to see him make the quarters and play Djokovic. It's an awesome rivalry. Uh, they're, they're two greats of the game, but um, I think as easy as it is to get excited for that matchup, I would, I just think it, there's just such a low chance of, of it happening. Um, mm-hmm. So I think, I think Berrettini is going to beat Fritz in the fourth round and then play Djokovic in the quarters. Yep. So I have Federer getting one round further than you then. I think he'll yeah. get past Fritz and then he'll lose to Berrettini. Yeah. And so a fourth round result is yeah. I mean a third or a fourth round result at this point is a, is a good one. I'd say. For, yeah. For I, Roger. I think that, that will set him up well for the grass season. The key is just getting like more than two matches in a row. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And then also we should add the conditions are this you know this Roland Garros is going to be played in the sun a lot of it. I mean hopefully if it's out. I, I think first week is raining. supposed to be pretty sunny. Yeah. So that also. Yeah. Be. And so and so you know those net chargers are are good if you can set that up uh, with the high bounce and. Get your opponent behind the baseline and keep points. Try to keep points a little shorter. Maybe throw in some servant volleys. Be interesting to see. Um, yeah, how he deals with that, and also the return of serve. Well, you could go way far back and return, and how how successful will that be? So, yeah, tactically, it will be interesting. We haven't seen Federer play in a while, so. Yeah, I mean, yeah, something I'm looking forward to is just like even if he loses in the first round, like he'll have to play three sets. So at the, yeah. at the very minimum. And so it'll be nice just to see him play again. Um, because the Hopefully we're guaranteed three sets is, of Roger Federer. That's, yeah, exactly. It's just facing out his appearances so much. So hopefully we get more than three sets. Um, but yeah, my, my expectations are pretty much as low as they can be right now. Yeah, I think that's fair. So I think we both have Berrettini getting out of that quarter, right? Yeah. Um, so if we go to the top half, I think Djokovic will be pretty happy with this section here. Yeah. Uh, we should say we he he won Belgrade this week, so congrats, I guess, Novak, <laughs> winning <laughs> Belgrade again, two fifty um, in your hometown. I think it means a lot to him because it's in it's oh, in definitely. his hometown and his family and uh, all the support that he gets. He's done a lot for Serbian tennis, so yeah, uh, and, and good that he. It's, he it's nice that he played it so that um, some of his home fans could see him. I mean, I I won't pretend to think that this was anything but bad or neutral for his chances at Roland Garros, but it's, um, yeah. but yeah, I mean, congrats to him on winning that. Yeah, for sure. Beat the world number 255 in the final, Alex Morgan. Yep. That's, so. that's what everyone dreams about. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, but nonetheless, he's got the matches he needs again in his belt. I don't think he really needed them to be honest, but at least yeah. he's got now he's in a good frame of mind, I think. And, he'll have a the day off and you know i don't think he was playing until tuesday so i think uh, he'll have the, the 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 match toughness and also the rest so and yeah. his first round opponent is against sangren um and yeah i mean it's you know sangren has his best results on the hard courts and a lot of these players in this section have had their best results on hard courts like luka pui is in this section ugo amber is really not a fan of the clay and he's a seed uh, in the third round. So I think Djokovic will be pretty happy. Uh, second round match against Cuevas could be somewhat interesting, but it still have Djokovic winning that comfortably. Yeah. And so I think if Djokovic is, is on his game, he should win these matches without even dropping any sets. I, I would agree. say it's just yeah. that if he has a drop off of his own or, you know, he just goes walkabout for a few games, which can happen in these best of five ma- set matches and he knows how to maneuver them. Yeah. Um, that's the only way he will lose sets, I would say. Yeah, it's hard to hand pick a better draw than this for Djokovic. I mean, the seeds that are in this quarter, it's just so hard to picture them troubling Djokovic. Yep. I mean, to beat Djokovic, you need a big weapon, um, or you need to catch him on such an off day like Dan Evans did uh, in Monte Carlo. And the seeds yep. here, like Ugo Lumber, Alex Dimonor, David Goffin, they like 
look, great players, don't get me wrong, but they mm. do not have like an awesome forehand um, that can actually hit through Djokovic. So yeah, if he's if he's on, he won't drop a set. Um, since since it's Djokovic and that's not what he does in majors, maybe he'll lose a set to Sandgren or Cuevas or Umber. I don't know, but um, I don't know. Yeah, yeah but like barring some insane event, he's he's gonna make the semis. I mean, I mean, quarters with Berrettini will be harder. Uh, maybe he loses a set there, and that'll be a good thing to test him before likely meeting with uh, Rafa. But, um, but yeah, I think um, I think this is quite a comfy draw for the world number one. Yeah, I would say that bottom half of the the uh, the who he plays in the fourth round will be very interesting for me because that section has like some good matchups, like uh, yeah. like Lorenzo Massetti against David Goffin. Like, if you're a David Goffin right now, you know, I'd be worried about that first round. Yeah, that's, that's quite a rough one. Goffin is not in great form, and uh, Musetti is, you know, Musetti will will actually like his chances a lot. So, actually, I, I'm surprised to see Goffin seated as high as 13th, actually. I think that's a great opportunity mm-hmm. for Musetti. And yeah. in the next round, too, I mean, Songa, um, I, I hope he does well because, um, I mean, I, I recently read an article on him by uh, Tumaini Karayel. It was quite a good interview. Songa had a lot of um, heartwarming quotes in there. Um, yeah. He worked hard to come back from injury. So so I hope he can have a good tournament here uh, at his in his home country. Um, but yeah, I think Musetti, if he were to get to the second round, getting either uh, Songa well past his prime or Nishioka, who really has a lack of big weapons, uh, Musetti could potentially make the third round. And and Demonor on clay is uh, not his best surface. I mean, Cecchinato is in that. I have Cecchinato getting to the third round. Yeah, yeah, I Um, I could see that. But yeah, I mean, I think like it would not take that much like luck for Musetti to make the fourth round, I think. Yeah, Um, I think he's just due for it too. Like he's been producing really good results consistently now. Yeah. And um, especially at the 250 level, he's been really getting to semifinals and a lot of top 20 wins on clay and even on hard courts. So I think, yeah. and I think he, the Italian, the French crowd will love him. He has a, he plays with a lot of flair and variety and it's, yep. he has a one hand, uh, one hand backhand so is always popular. <laughs> the down the line backhand is, is quite good. That, that's an amazing it's, shot. Yeah. It's a great shot. He lost to Nishioka this week, but I think that was also just, he was fatigued from the week before because he took a set off of Tsitsipas. He made it deep there, mm-hmm. but I would say that he's, um, if he plays Nishioka again, um, I think he will fare much better in the second yeah. round. So I have Musetti getting to the fourth round an interesting match against Djokovic there. And he has nothing to lose. So I, I would, uh, I would, that's quite a watchable match contrast there. I would, yeah. I, would I mean, I, I think it would definitely be watchable, but I think Djokovic probably wouldn't lose more than 10 games. It's a good, that's a good prediction. I would say, yeah. So we got Djokovic and Berrettini then in the quarters yeah. and, and I have Djokovic getting there and, you know, Berrettini is a monster serve, monster forehand, uh, hitting his backhand a lot better. And, you know, obviously had that great run in Madrid, but I think even aside from that, uh, you know, almost took the first set off of Tsitsipas in Rome and he's yeah. just, yeah, won Belgrade. So aside from the Madrid run, I think he'll, he's just good on clay and grass. It's that simple. So I think, uh, yeah. And his, his cannon of a forehand is just, yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. I, I'm going to say fearsome weapons. Djokovic. I mean, Djokovic played great in Rome, but in those last three rounds, I mean, he was giving it everything he had. And he still almost lost uh, to Tsitsipas. Um, and so I yeah. think, I mean, like he was, he was playing some great tennis at times, but I think a lot of the time he was also fighting himself. Um, and so I think, uh, so I, I would be surprised if that were straightforward because Berrettini has been playing quite well. So I think, um, yeah. I mean, that could potentially be a little bit of danger, but I still don't see that going to five. So I would say Djokovic mm-hmm. to come through that in 
a relatively close four sets and making the semis. I like that, yeah, too. I'm going to go with Berrettini, uh, Djokovic in four sets as well. They played once at the ATP finals, but this is very different. Oh, yeah. Berrettini totally has improved a lot. Service. And also this, and also on clay, Djokovic is more vulnerable. He finds it harder to get easy offense. And, um, you know, relatively speaking, he's still the second favorite here at this tournament, but the, the clear number one is still Rafa. And so, yeah. um, you know, players, like, if they're playing at their max peak, they can hang with Djokovic longer on clay than they can yeah. on the other side. Yeah, I mean, Djokovic so, is the second favorite here, not because of how he's been playing on clay this year, but because of his track record at Roland Garros. Yes. So I think players could take heart from that. Um, mm-hmm. And and I think Berrettini will. I think um, this is a really good opportunity for him. But yeah, yeah I, I still don't think it'll be enough to get that close to winning. So um, should yes. we move on to the second quarter? Yes, we should. And this is the quarter of the statue in the doll. Right. Nadal has a statue now, and it's all made of stainless steel. Yeah, it does not look particularly like him, and also weird that it was put up while he's still active, but obviously yeah. well-deserved. So, On the contrary to that, I will say, though, that uh, we'll never see anything like 13 titles again. So I think if oh, they, yeah. even if they'd put it up like three, four years ago, it's like, you know, he yeah. would have, uh, you know, he would have... Yeah, it's... yeah. It's, I, he's totally sealed that. My time. personal belief is that... Uh, Philippe Chatrier should be renamed after him, but I don't think that's how yeah. um, how the the French will will do things. Yeah, for sure. And uh, and yeah, the look is the look is quite something because it's, he's got this like menacing intent. It just shows his like intensity, and he's like getting ready to. He's got the follow through on the forehand. It's a it's a interesting looking statue. Um, but yeah. yeah, regardless yeah. of that, he still has to play the matches and win, and he yep. takes no opponents for granted. And Popperin is not going to take for granted in the yeah. first round because tough draw they, here. Yeah. they played each other in Madrid um, and it was three and three, but it fairly close three and three. Yeah, I'd but Popperin came out firing. He was up a break early, right? Yes. And he also beat the Sinner the round before that and Struff the round before that. So yeah. he's clearly, um, he's got the kind of weapons at least to test it all and make it close and make him, um, at, you know, he's got the kind of game to take it to, to Rafa with the first strike tennis and the big yeah. serve and the forehand can do some damage. And so uh, I, I see that being like straight sets, maybe one close set. Um, but I think it's the kind of test that Nadal needs right away, like to, to get himself going. Yeah. I mean, I think, um, I think it's going to be straight sets. Like this is um, like Popperin has a high peak, but like, this is the hardest place in the world against the toughest player in the world, like on the surface to extend a peak. And mm-hmm. so I think, so honestly, I think the best we can really hope for in terms of competitiveness is Popperin comes out strong, maybe goes up 3-0, or, or we get like a tie-break set. But I don't see it being more competitive than that. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, I mean, I think I think a second round is going to be easier. But yeah, after, it is. That, af- after that, it gets tougher because you could have Sinego in the third round, who had an amazing tournament in Rome, and then Sinner in the fourth round. Who is um, who's maybe the worst fourth round you could get at this tournament? Um, I really hope we get to see the Sonego Nadal match. Yes, um, because that that would be exciting. That would be more exciting than Nori against uh, Nadal, for sure. Oh, I don't know. I feel like Nori Nadal I think has the potential to become the greatest rivalry of all time. Oh yeah, hundred percent. They're both lefties. (laughs) Sorry, we're we're purely (laughs) joking. We're purely joking, but um, but no, I mean, like, so if Sonego can get through Nori, who's a tricky customer, yeah, um, then we're in for a good match in the third round. But yeah, um, I still pick Rafa, um, mm-hmm. uh, to get through Sonego, but 
Uh, yeah, and then Sinner again. They always meet Sinner and Nadal now. It's it's getting interesting actually because yeah. they practice together for two weeks in Australia, and I think uh, Nadal knows how good this guy is, and they both have this respect for each other. And uh, you know, the close match in Rome was was quite good. Two sets. Yeah, that, that was uh, very that was competitive. Pretty, really good quality. Really uh, good from the ground. Yeah, in both sets, but um, but his serve holds him back. He um he broke three times in a mat in the match, and he could only uh, consolidate once, I think. And um, yeah, so I. So I'm going to say this fourth round does happen, and I would really like to say that Sinner is going to get a set, but I don't see it just yet. Mm. I think uh, Nadal in straights. Same. Yeah, I, I just don't quite see it yet. We could see something similar to last year at Roland Garros, that kind of type of match. But Yeah, I mean, I think, um, um, I mean, look, Sinner played a great first set. He served for it. He was two points away. But I think it's also important to note that Nadal had a pretty slow start, and I think yeah. I, you can't bank on that happening again. And so I think if Nadal starts well early, um, then he could just pick up steam. And like center is going to have to serve really, really well. If he's not serving well and he's not getting enough out of his serve, then his service games are just going to be hell on earth. Um, and he's not going to be able to hold comfortably. So, so yeah, yeah, if if he can maybe drag a set to a tiebreaker, get an early break, then he's, he's got a shot at taking a set, but I wouldn't bet on it. Yeah. And then I, I would also like to watch that first round match um, if it's on and I wake up on time. Yannick uh-huh. Sinner against Pierre Huabert. That would be quite interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, that's a tough first rounder. Herrera is going to get a lot of crowd support. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, Sinner lost in the first round the last time he played a major. So he might have a um, couple demons there. And I think he should win, but that's not the kind of first round that you want to play. Yeah. And then after that, I have confidence that Sinner can get there. I mean, Monfils is not in good form right now. Yeah. And so. Yeah, yeah. I, I I think we'll get that match. And, yeah. and so I have Nadal getting to that section, and then we have Nadal Djokovic in the, in the semis. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Do, do we want to uh, make our picks on that one now or wait until we've done the other sections? Oh, wait. You know what? Actually, we haven't previewed the... Um, oh, right, right. The, 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 the Rublev there. section, because the because Nadal will probably meet we'll, we'll Rublev have to get in the quarters. In, in the quarters, yeah. Um, um, but yeah, I would say quickly on that, the, the Rublev section is very interesting to me, because... I don't think it's a guarantee that Rublev gets to the quarters. I really yep, don't I because um, his first round is tough against Struff, but I think he'll get through that one. Mm-hmm. Um, it's tricky because he lost a set to him in Rome and it was a tight match and he won in three at the end, but yeah. Uh, I mean, and it, he's made it, the quarterfinals yeah. and Sin- uh, Rublev has been quite consistent in majors re- lately, right? He's made three quarterfinals in a row now in slams, but not gotten, yep. not won a set in any of them. Yeah. It's, um, it, it's clear like where his next set needs to be. And I think, I think it's almost so, a bit of a shame that um, this plateau is happening because I think it's not going to change. If if yeah. he makes the quarters again, he's going to get Rafa, and you can't bank on him getting a set there. Um, yeah. But I mean, um, I mean, look, making the quarters in its own right is impressive. And so when when he's improved enough to win that quarterfinal, or maybe he gets fortunate with a draw at some point, then uh, then yeah, he, he'll go deeper. But th- th- this is a tough section because Karatsev is here. Uh, Schwartzman is here. Um, I mean, and while his form has really not been good, he's he's a semifinalist here last year, and uh, he plays well on clay. So maybe, I mean, he's got a pretty comfortable first two rounds. Um, but then uh, the the lethal Aslan Karatsev is in his section. So yeah. I mean, that's going to um, be a nice first rounder against Jensen Brooksby. Yeah, that matches that that third round match i really hope that happens between schwartzman and kratzev would be a rematch of the australian open where they played in the third round yeah i mean kratzev blitz him there but to be honest I, I worry that it wouldn't be more competitive yeah i do too but then i also yeah i mean diego at roland garros um he likes the conditions yeah. and if he can get through the first two rounds that's where he really needs to 
he really needs to use those two matches well to get himself into the tournament because that's a good draw. He's got Randy Lou, um, who's like out of the 600s right now and is making a comeback and old veteran. And then Adrian Manorino and Bedene. That's a good section for him to get to the third round there. So he, it's a good draw that he asked for there. And then, yeah, Karatsev and Brooksby. That's a really good first round. I'll definitely watch that. But um, I, I have my money on Karatsev there. And, uh, yeah, yeah, Cold Scriber Verdasco. I mean, uh-huh. I mean Battle of the Veterans. Who knows? Maybe Verdasco will go into a uh, goat mode from 12 years ago and just uh, <laughs> destroy everyone in the section. But yeah, he's um... yeah. That's an underrated uh, match, I think, in the first round. They've played each other 10 times, and they're oh, both wow. 30. Yeah. They're both near 38 years old. I mean, yeah, these are two really good two, veterans that have been around veterans, a while. Yeah. And I think uh, Cold Scriber leads the head-to-head 6-4, but they're two all on clay, okay, and uh, nice. they've played twice at the French Open. Both have been five sets. And both have won one. So wow, and that yeah. was back in 2009 and 2010. And here we are 10, 11 years later. So at least we're guaranteed one member of Generation Fed to get to the second yeah. round. Yeah, that, but, that's quite cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I think it's always nice when players, even when they've aged this much and are so far past their primes, I think it's fun when they can still play each other. Um, yeah. It must, it must be so nostalgic for them. Yeah, and then and then and then another thing is Alcaraz. Alcaraz qualified. Yeah, and he's I mean, there. Alcaraz and Brooksby in the same section. That's quite interesting. Yeah, and then uh, you know Alcaraz could play the dangerous Basilevich or Lajovic. I mean, he he has a like if one of those two guys is off, he could get to the third round. That would be amazing if we yeah. saw Alcaraz Alcaraz Rublev third round match. Oh, that oh, would yes, be awesome. Please. That'd be quite Popcorn. a good test for Rublev. I think. I mean, I think he would win in straights, but yeah. I mean, I, I think also it'd be a nice barometer for Alcaraz. Like nothing helps showing you uh, where you need to improve next than playing like a top 10 player in a major. So this is where I think hopefully we disagree. If not, then yeah, I don't know <laughs> what we're doing, but uh, Rublev and Karatsev in the fourth round. So this is going to be very interesting. So, I, I mean, I have, I have uh, Karatsev getting past uh, Schwartzman in the third round and I have him yep. getting to Rublev. And uh, I worry about Rublev's second serve in this match because oh, Karatsev yeah. is a really that's... good returner. Yep. And I watched their match in Dubai. I know that's a fast court. I know all that, but still on clay, um, I actually think Rublev is better on hard courts than he is on clay. Uh, yeah, and his so. uh, by a little bit of a margin. I mean, he's shown that he's good on both. Now he beat Nadal in Monte Carlo, obviously. Yeah, but, I mean, b- besides that one tournament, though, there's not a lot to. But choose from. a lot of his I mean, best results yeah. have been on hard, and so I would say, I would say if Karatsev is re- returning really well and in that goat mode that he's backed uh-huh. up now, <laughs> and so it's 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 shown into con- some consistent results, and they have some history. They practice a lot, and Rublev will be rearing to get revenge, obviously, but. Karatsev, I mean, just the margin he also has in his game and the way he can take the ball so early and just take it to Rublev and he can just make Rublev look a little bit like, uh, you know, if the second serve isn't working and the forehand goes away, then yeah, it, Karatsev has more options Rublev, at his disposal. Yeah. So, and I just think the longer the match goes, I don't think that really makes that much of a difference. I would say. Yeah. I, I mean, they're both super fit. Yeah. Yeah. So from that standpoint, I'm, I'm going to go with the upset. I'm going to say Karatsev takes out Rublev and he gets to the quarters. I, I'd like to say the same thing, but in the diff, in the interest of uh, going in different directions, I'll say Rublev wins that one. I think it is a okay, tough great. matchup for him, but I think he is the better player. He's got more experience. Um, mm, definitely more experience. I think, um, yeah, I mean, he, he's been here before, so I think he'll know probably know how to navigate the match a bit better. Um, I mean, Karatsev has had a pretty good clay season. Include, I mean, really good. If you include the win over uh, Djokovic in Belgrade, that was one of the matches of the year, but Rublev has been to a Masters 1000 final. He got a win over the King of Clay. So I think um, 
I think bearing all of that in mind, Rublev will edge this one out. And I, I'm going to say it's five sets. I think it's going to be a thriller, but I think Rublev is okay. going to come through that and he'll meet uh, Nadal in the quarters. Perfect. Yeah. So, so then our if, first disagreement, let's go. Uh, actually, yeah. we, we also disagreed on Fritz and Federer. So I guess we'll, we'll have those. Yeah. Two. Yeah. True. Yeah. So, so then, um, so then, uh, okay. And now we need to pick who wins the quarter. So um, Nadal yeah. and Rublev, uh, Nadal in straight sets. Same Nadal in three sets also, but I, but, but I would say it'll be very interesting if they, um, if, because Kratsev and Nadal have never played in Kratsev can I'd really take like big swings. I think that could be a lot of fun. I think that has the potential, the potential if they're if Kratsev is, is at his peak to be even more competitive than Rublev versus yeah, Nadal I, would be. I agree, and, and I think also um, that would be a fun match from the standpoint that it would be a very very firm sort of declaration of like how much sorry sorry like how much upside does Karatsev have? Yeah, um, because like if you play like if, if he goes down like two three and four, then we could say okay maybe his peak isn't quite as high as we thought it was. But if he takes a set or like if he gets to a couple tie breaks, then. Um, then, you know, we could start um, making some really big predictions for him. So I, I think that match could be a lot of fun. Um, n- nice clash of um, of returning styles for sure. And um, and yeah, they're two great ball strikers. So Yeah, so, but but I inevitably, yeah, I do have Nadal coming through that. And, yep. and then we have Nadal and Djokovic there. I, I yep. guess if we don't want to, these are like, you know, matches that will happen two weeks later. But So we don't have to get too much into the tactics, but just like, who do you think will win that? How many uh, I mean, it's got to be Nadal. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Look, Djokovic showed more potential on clay against Nadal in the Rome match uh, a couple weeks ago than he has in years. Um, so for for that reason, I think he gets a set, and I think it's going to be quite a good match. Like, I think my prediction for this is similar to what I thought would happen in the Roland Garros final last year, but I feel more confident in it now. I think it's yeah. going to be something like not like six, four, like three, six, seven, five, like six, three for Rafa, something like that. Um, mm. so like, like there will be moments where like, it's once at all, I think. And like, there'll be some, um, like back and forth, like maybe Djokovic could have some break points or like Nadal will have a tough service game in the third, but he'll come through it. Like he always has in the past. So yeah, Rafa didn't make the final. Yeah. I have Rafa in four as well. Um, I think Djokovic will show a lot better, um, He'll show some improve, definitely show improvement from Roland Garros 2020. Yeah, I mean, and not he'll, much, nowhere and, much to go, but up after that. So. Right, and I'll, and he'll continue in the direction that we saw in Rome as well. And but in terms of him actually winning and overcoming the deficits, uh, I just yeah. don't see it happening yet. And yeah. or yeah, I just I just don't see it happening regularly in that matchup enough to where you know 2011 to 2016, I might have had more faith uh, of of it going five sets for sure. But yeah. Uh, and we did see it that one time in 2013 in the semis. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, let's so, hope that happens again because it was quite a good match. But yeah, yeah, for sure. And so, but I think um, the way this rivalry has gone, also, and now Nadal has won the last five, and the, he has a clear edge in serve plus one and first four shots of rallies. Yep. To where I don't think Djokovic can make that gap. Uh, when you're ready to pop the question. The last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. 
That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Not quick yet. So I would say yeah. uh, four and, sets for Rafa. Yeah, and I think also Djokovic had quite a clear edge in the nine plus shot rallies in Rome. It was 20 to five at the mm-hmm. end of the match. And while that was really impressive, I don't see that pattern repeating itself quite as emphatically. If they play at Roland Garros, I think Nadal will have some more success in the long rallies. Um, So I think Djokovic won't be able to count on that to really um, make a difference for him in the match either. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, the odds are certainly stacked against him. So We'll see if the freshness plays a factor who's more... Because, I mean, that would be an evening session match now because the bottom half of the draw is going to go first. So we'll see, like, who's more physically fit. But... I even with that, I mean, I don't think that'll have any bearing on the match, uh, on the I, I match outcome so either. either. Yeah, I mean, so. I think like if if Djokovic is like taken to five by Berrettini, then maybe Nadal will like beat him in straights or something. But like if Nadal is a bit tired, I don't think that really affects the match too much. Yes. All right. Now we got to go quickly to the bottom half. Yes. Where we can, we can race through this. Where we've really got the best contender for uh-huh. get to the final, the number two seed. <laughs> right, Daniil the clay goat. Yes. What do we think about him? What do we think about that section? First of all, what do we think? think How big of an opportunity for him to troll us and get all the way to the final? No. Oh yeah. I mean, I mean, the, the best possible outcome for this tournament is like if he wins, and then he just starts drawing a bunch of pictures of plants in the clay. You know, like, like the Guga celebration. Uh, but oh with my plants. gosh, that would be that would be hilarious. Yeah, yeah. part time gardener at his finest. Yeah, exactly, the, the part time gardener, the clay court artist, uh, the man, the myth, yeah. legend, Daniel Medvedev. Um, but yeah, I mean. Like I mean, he's zero and five at Roland Garros. There's not much more to say. Yeah. So zero um, and I'll... four. Zero and four. Don't. don't oh, zero and four. Yet. Okay. <laughs> D- Daniel, if you're listening to this, I'm so sorry. I underestimated you. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I still have to uh, stick with history here, and uh, so I think Bublik wins this one. I mean, I like. I hope I watch this match, and I'd love to write about it afterwards because no matter what happens, it's going to be interesting. I mean, uh... if he wins, he will have made history. And if he loses, then it's just like continued failure of his. Seriously, I mean, really good talents to translate onto clay because he is a great player when he's on. He's a very unique player. I, I love. I really love how he's willing to grind. Like at his best, he's almost a Cerebus Tormo esque in that respect. Like, like when he's just willing to play those long rallies and just grind his opponent down. Like that that rally he played with Djokovic at the ATP Cup, thirty one shots ending with a backhand winner down the line just exhausting joke but that is just entrenched in my memory forever um but like that's that's just not what he he does on clay he loses patience he uh he rushes he tries to hit winners when his forehand doesn't penetrate through the court that well already um i mean he says he hates clay he asks to get defaulted so i mean and he's playing bublik so um i think I think there will be some aggro uh, in the words of the tennis podcast. Yeah, for sure. And like, um, 
you know, he said afterwards, after a few practices, like, no, I feel great now on the clay. You know, I think I can get some matches in. And yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, that uh, was interesting. <laughs> Apparently he's practicing really well, which is, which is, I guess, a really yeah. good sign. Um, the the so. key thing is if he can just get rid of all those, uh, those antics and just get serious for like two sets and just like yeah. out grind his opponents, just use his like, uh, you know, incredible attrition and grit and defense yeah. in those long rallies and just use what he's comfortable at. And, uh, you know, like, I mean, he's a, he should be a good enough ball striker and returner. And I mean, yeah. I guess like the, the thing is the movement, he's not that comfortable sliding. Okay. I get that, but he still should be able to get yeah, I, more I mean, out of it, his talent. And it, so is he uncomfortable sliding? I thought that wasn't really an issue for him. Yeah. I mean, he said that he's not very good. Like um, he slides better on the hard court for sure. I saw a tennis okay. TV reel, which like, which was some quotes after Madrid and it, it said like, he's, not as comfortable sliding or he was being sarcastic and saying he's way better sliding on clay. Oh, okay. <laughs> and yeah, that, and so, so that, yeah. yeah. So that was interesting because he, he's, he's, he's a guy who also can slide on hard courts if he wants yeah. to, but it's like, um, yeah. I mean, if he plays, if he gets through Bublik, at least, at least there'll be some of those rallies where he can use his chess mastery, you know, where Bublik will try and because Bublik is not the most focused player either. So he was going right. to yeah. have so I many mean, lapses or he's going to had like a pretty decent year though. So, yeah, absolutely. That's a brutal first round. I mean, but yeah, still, I mean, it's like... I, I have to say that, like, I, I'm looking at this draw, and it's such a shame that Medvedev is so, like, not good on clay, because this is a really good draw. Like, the highest seed in his section is Dimitrov, who has yeah. been far from reliable. I mean, I mean, the second round, he could get Tommy Paul, but, like, third round would be Opelka. Opelka, and yeah. Medvedev being as good of a returner as he is, like, it's it feels like if he plays his game, he should make it out of this quarter. But like, we just know that's not going to happen unless he radically changes something up. So yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, R- Rusevori is in the section. He, um, he did quite yeah, well in tricky. Miami, I think. So um, he's he tricky, but I, chance to do yeah. well. but I don't know if he'll get past McDonald who's yeah, shown true. some and, good and, results. And Green is very tough. So yeah. Green is tough, but I will say Green hasn't had great French Open results. Like he's been playing the last three, four years, but he likes the altitude. He likes the conditions in South America more. He likes the, yeah, yeah, he doesn't hit the ball. Like he doesn't have big enough, um, a a huge high when he plays against the other great clay court players, best of five sets at Roland Garros. At least that's what his record says. And so I think, um, I think actually he, he might not go so deep, but then again, I like his draw, like who will he lose to? So, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and and then Dimitrov is just yeah. I mean, Dimitrov. Um, I could see losing to Garin in the third round. So yeah, I, I mean, if Dimitrov like plays near his best, he should come out. Yeah, so he has a he has a good draw this time, Garin. So I like his chances to get to the fourth round, and yeah. then yeah, Medvedev, man. Like, yeah, know, can I he mean, get past Bublik? Because yeah, yeah, that would be. Yeah, I, I mean, th- this is more of like a fun fact than anything. But uh, yeah. Juan Ignacio Londero, who plays Garin in the first round, I think. I think once won 12 points in a row against Nadal on Philippe Chatrier, even though he lost to the match in straight sets. Oh, interesting. I really had which, no idea. Which is pretty it's... cool. It's, it's kind of a statistical impossibility. So uh, wow. that, that, that's something for the resume. Wow. That's yeah. That, that's, that's an achievement in its own right. That's uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, but, I mean, the seriously, the Roland Garros organization, organizers should have just done something i know there's like a rule like you have to follow the seating and rankings and all that but yeah. they could have just made it like just this time only yeah, yeah I, I mean I, i've ranted about this on twitter and, and we've we've texted about it as well but i think um like and yeah. and in general i've sort of been against surface-based seatings but i think like the alternative um 
is like worse. I mean, like the downside here is that Medvedev, who's unlikely to win his first rounder, has a half to himself. And um, and so yeah, I, I think like if yeah, uh, I don't know. I, I mean, yeah. I'll rant about this. There's no, there's no great solution right now, and so. I mean, yeah, and then you want consistency across the board, but then you consider yeah. the surface distribution. Yeah, it's anyway. I mean, yeah, and, it is what it is, and yeah. and somebody's going to come through, and you know, maybe Tsitsipas is quite happy because he has Medvedev in this quarter. But, oh, definitely, yeah, and, and I mean, look, Tsitsipas deserves it because because um, yeah. he's the best non top four seed. He should be in the top four seeds uh, should, yeah. instead of Medvedev, but yeah. So uh, who's getting out of this section? Because I have Garin in the fourth round, but who do you think he plays? Um, Garin there? in the fourth round. Um, okay, because yeah. I have him. Then, I do you have him beating Dimitrov in the third round. I do. Yep. Okay. I I can so, see that. I mean, I'm I'm going to say Dimitrov makes the quarters. I'm I might I might regret okay. saying this, but I I, th- I think he'll make the quarters and then lose to uh, Tsitsipas. That's interesting. Yeah. Uh, uh, hmm. I want to go bold. I really want to go bold. I really, mm. really do. Pick the clay corner. I, 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 I want to go interesting. Cliff Drysdale is whispering in your ear. Oh, you know what? Screw it. Medvedev, you're getting to the fourth round. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Bonji destroyed our credibility forever. Medvedev, you're playing uh, Garin in the fourth round, and you're getting okay. that rematch of Madrid where you lost in three sets, and now is the time uh-huh. where you... Where you prove the world wrong. <laughs> and you... <laughs> if, if he actually does make the fourth round, they should make a documentary out of it. <laughs> like, seriously. Like, it's like Djokovic can have his documentary about, like, somehow surviving this, like, ab tear and winning, winning the Australian Open. And Medvedev can have a documentary about making the second week at the French Open. It'll be awesome. Oh, man. Yes. Yes. Um... You know what? Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Danilo is getting to the Danilo's getting to the quarterfinals. <laughs> we, we've been so heavy with the mockery in this podcast. Oh my gosh. Danilo is gonna play Sitsipas in the quarters. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Again, Danilo, if you're listening to this. Wait, that's actually that's actually, you know, like Medvedev is six and one against Sitsipas. I like and yeah, he's I beaten mean, him on clay before. I, I, was, actually, I was actually talking about this recently. Like if if he can somehow get to the quarters, like it is a good matchup with Sitsipas. Like is, yeah. if we're gonna play anyone on clay, that might be like the matchup he would want. I mean, we saw how thoroughly he dismantled uh Tsitsipas at the Australian Open. So I mean look, if 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 the stars align, and by that I mean if all the stars in the universe align, and see and uh, Medvedev makes the quarterfinals, like I mean he could beat Tsitsipas possibly. He's mm-hmm. done it before on clay, so yeah. And you know he really gets up for that rivalry. And oh yeah, exactly. So. Um, yeah, I mean I mean oh. look, like th- those two are great friends. Have never had any aggro between them. So I, oh, yeah, I, I think I think not. we can expect a, a, a really touching handshake at that. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. They'll definitely hug and, and bond over it. And sure. Definitely no profanity. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, no, definitely. Um, but uh no, in all seriousness though, the thing is if he gets past Bublik and then he gets past Tommy Paul, oh god. Okay, no. This is I'm, 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 I'm gonna I'm gonna regret it, but I just I I gotta go bold. Like I gotta do something. Yeah, I, I mean look, I gotta, look, I gotta I go against the green. that you're willing to do this, and honestly, part of me hopes you're right because yes. he needs this. You know, it feels weird does, to have a world yeah. number two who it is does. this helpless on clay. I mean, he's the same he's the same uh clay 
record this clay season as Osaka, but at least Osaka has made the third round at Roland Garros yeah. three times. Like Medvedev has not even made the second round once, and he's had four chances to do it. So, mm. and and yeah. he would have been seeded at two or three of those at least. So, um, like I, I'm not sure who he's lost to all the years, but I, th- I think Fusevich once. But like, yeah, Fusevich last like, year, no, and then no Nadal or Djokovic. So, and then 2019 he lost to Pierre Huber, but. I will say that 2019, he was, you know, he, he didn't really come to life until the U.S. hardcore swing, really. So I guess, I mean, yeah, he he had he had a pretty good clay yeah, season by his I mean, standards because he, he um, did, yeah. Barcelona final uh, beat Joker. Yeah, you Barcelona. you would have definitely expected he would have beaten Nurbear, especially after the yeah, you're right. I mean, yeah, three yeah, top yeah, ten yeah, wins after that first round loss was surprising. Not in yeah. 2020 or this year though. No, um, yeah, that's uh, yeah. okay. So I'll go with. I'll say Medvedev gets past Karin in the fourth round. Yeah. <laughs> in the fourth right. round, and he plays and he plays Tsitsipas. Now the thing with Tsitsipas is actually people are people are underestimating his draw is not that easy. I mean, he's got okay. Shardy. I mean, probably Korda in the second round, which is very <laughs> yeah. tough. Yeah. I mean, Shardy hometown favorite, but you expect him to get through that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and then yeah, Korda is tough, but uh, Tsitsipas is a better player right now. Yeah, so I, pick, I, I mean, I, I think. I think Korda is the main hurdle. I don't see anyone who would take him out in the third yeah. or fourth round. I mean, what, what maybe Isner could really. If he gets have a good to, serving yeah, day and expose his return, but it's clay. So it's clay, yeah, exactly. So I would say I would say he plays Isner in the third round, but he wins. Um gets past Isner. Then the question becomes, yeah, then Karenia Busta is somewhat tough, but um Yeah, yeah, I, I mean, think Sitsipas just though. seems like a better player though. He's yeah. I feel like his peak is much higher. Yeah, yeah I, I I think don't and, see Roundich upsetting Karenia Busta, do you? Or Mm, I mean, it, it could happen. Raonic can get hot. Like he had a good Australian Open, but yeah, I mean, I yeah, I, I think Karenio Busta would win that match. Mm. Yeah, I, I think a big server has the best chance to take out Tsitsipas here. Like Korda could right. be tough, but I feel like his game is still just lacking that last little bit of maturity. And so I feel like until it gets there, he can't match Tsitsipas's sort of Fair, level of yeah. polishedness in his game. Yeah, they actually, I looked it up. They actually played one time in fourteen in uh, in the fourth round at. The French Open, and it was like eight six in oh, the wow. fifth. Karina Busta won. So wow, okay, yeah, and uh, so I mean, yeah, but I mean, Ronch hasn't played anything on clay, and so that's yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, I worry. Like, look, he he yeah. he knows how to play majors pretty well. Like, he's made a couple semis, like a lot of quarters yeah. in one final. Um, and I mean, Montero could be tough, but mm, I mean, Johnson yeah. and Tiafo are both like really not in good form right now. Yeah. Um. And so if Raonic could get going, I could see him making third or mm-hmm. fourth round. Yeah. So my quarterfinal there is Tsitsipas at Medvedev. Okay. <laughs> and I yours mean, is might as well Tsitsipas just keep going with this and pick Medvedev to win the tournament. No, 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 um, no. So after that, I I do have Tsitsipas getting past Medvedev. Okay. Yeah. It, it's tough to go against Tsitsipas. Yeah. He's he's had a monster play season, and it's really good to see. I think I think this season on clay, he's really sort of made that jump between, like contender if he plays well to sort of like in with the favorites i guess um mm-hmm. this is the first major where i think like him winning could actually be a possibility um and, and all the majors yeah. he's played before this i would have said he had like a zero percent chance of winning them and this one i think the chance is there okay yeah that's fair so then who do you have um so you have Sitsipas in the semis as well yeah yes. okay so now we go to the top half of the quarter um this is where uh casper rude and dominic team yeah. I mean, so actually, so first we got to talk about team because yeah, team, um, you know, has had a good Madrid, got to the semis there. That was a good result to get three matches in, but then yep. he was beaten handily by Zverev. And then we get to 
But then he went to uh, Rome after that, and he had a good first round match against Fusovic, and then he had his chances against Sonigo, and then lost to the yeah, hometown he, favorite he there. Match point, and yeah, yeah, and so yeah, didn't I, I get mean, through that. And yeah, hit two brilliant backhands in the tiebreak, but wasn't enough. And just yeah, you know, he's still a little bit off, obviously mentally and physically as well. Um, didn't see a lot of emotion, even when he hit those two really great backhands yeah. in that third set tiebreak. Just a little flat. Um, you can see his intensity is not quite what it used to be. Mm-hmm. Still trying to re- refine that um, that uh, oomph on his shots again. And yeah. look, I mean, there was, there was always going to be, there was so many flashes up there, even in the Sonigo match. And Sonigo played really, really well. So we have to give him full credit. But yeah, absolutely. Um, but this is a kind of match where if, if team gets two or three matches under his belt, suddenly he's really, really a force. So, yeah. um, but I... I'm not confident he can turn it on that quickly because he's no, he's no Nadal yet. And so, and you know, so like, you know, Nadal, you give a backing, even if he hasn't done anything, the clay court season in terms of winning titles, it doesn't inhibit his chances at Roland Garros usually, but, but team, even though he's made two finals here before, we've just never seen him overcome this um, for the, for the first time. He's, you know, he has a real lull in his career. His season has not been good, you know? No, it hasn't. So, Yeah, I, I yeah, mean, I have my doubts, and and those doubts are more than legitimate. I am gonna go against the grain here and say that team does well this Roland Garros. I think mm-hmm. I, I'm looking at the draw, and I don't see him being troubled by anyone in the first three rounds. To be honest, I think like if he's playing at a semblance of like his good games, I think he uh-huh. makes the fourth round. And mm-hmm. m- m- maybe I'm overestimating him here, but I, but I think he will. I think in best of five, okay. he's good at figuring things out. Sometimes he'll have those tough early rounds, but the key is if his motivation is there, I think he makes at least the fourth round because if he's willing to battle, I think his game will show up eventually. If um, if not celebrating in that Sonego match is a symptom of maybe a larger lack in motivation, he could go out in the first round. Um, but mm. I'm, I'm going to back team to make, to get at least to the fourth round here and, and play rude. Okay. Yeah, I have him. I have him um, overcoming Anduhar um, in like four sets, and then they'll bonus, and then yeah, I mean Fuksovic most likely. Fonini is a bit enigmatic, but you know, um, Fuksovic is a guy who will take advantage. I feel so. Uh, yeah, Fuksovic and team is a, it's a good, match. I think it's a great if, contest. Um, if those two um, play and team can get through that one, um, that that can. So I have team getting through that, but then against Rude. Mm-hmm. Um, this is where I think it might fall apart for for team. He might have a really really physical match against Fuksovic, just do enough to come through that, yeah. and then you know, might uh, might not have exactly enough of what it takes, and might play really flat. And mm-hmm. Rude is a formidable formidable player right now, and um, yeah, and he's played team before last year, but he's improved so much since then. And so yes. I would say. Yeah. Uh, I'll go for the upset there. I'll say Rude takes out team in the fourth round. Okay. Yeah, I mean, look, Rublev has, I mean, sorry, Rude has improved a lot since since they played at Roland Garros, but team did beat him in straight sets in that match. Yeah. And um, so I I like, I like, feel like this is also kind of an upset by saying this, but I, I have team to come through this one. Oh, I think yeah, it'll be no, four sets. It's fair. I think it'll because... be a really, really gritty match, but I think he gets through. Okay, yeah, that's that's interesting. And then... Yeah, I mean the the top half you have um, Lord Voldemort Zverev in the right. uh, top half, and then yeah, look, I mean, and we've made our position pretty clear on Zverev so far, but yeah, uh, and he's won Madrid and all of that, but um, 
and he's got a quite quite an easy draw. Yeah, maybe hopefully Batista Agut could take him out. Um, yeah, we'll see. But I, I mean, yeah, like it's and, and so the two at, players in this section that are interesting. Uh, yes, yeah, sorry, yeah, I think your voice cut off, but we heard it. Okay, okay, yeah, uh, no, go ahead. So I was going to say that uh, Hachinov and Nishikori are interesting to be in this section yeah, because I, I, I thought you were going to say those too. Um, Hachinov, yeah, I mean Hachinov is if you go by pedigree, he's made four, he's played four Roland Garros's and he's made the fourth round. Uh, three of them in quarters in 2019. But if we look at his recent form, it's not been great um, to the standards that we, we hope it would be. But I also think he, he likes the conditions at RG and yeah. the slow conditions and time is everything for Hachinov because of that um, yeah. forehand grip that he has. Um, that will help him set up and he's, he can impose his game and his heavy, heavy ground strokes on those, uh, on those clay courts. And I think actually best of five helps him more than best of three because he's a guy who has a lot more ups and downs. Um, mm-hmm. And his, he's done well in majors, um, at least to get to the fourth round and quarters, that kind of thing. But, uh, you know, I'm not saying he's going to go all the way, but I think he can get to... The tricky one is against Nishikori um, in the second round. And I think Nishikori has been playing a lot better. So I'll pick him. I'll pick Nishikori to get to the third round. Okay. Um, and then he'll have RBA. Uh, most likely because I don't see RBA losing to those two qualifiers. Oh, I, I don't either. Um, that would be a nice matchup, Nishikori and RBA. Uh, yeah, co- couple mm-hmm. of really good backhands. Yeah, I mean, let's just say, who do you think will play Zverev in the fourth round? Let's just um, say, and and I mean, Evans is there as well, but Dan Evans, uh, Dirty Dan on clay is. Uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, I would back Dirty Dan. Um, <laughs> I'd love for him to uh, win that section, but. I don't think yeah. it's going to happen. Um, I guess the storyline should be who will win a first round match first, Dirty Dan or Medvedev? All right. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I answered that already by saying Medvedev will get to the quarters. So, yeah, I, I'll, <laughs> I'll go with Dirty Dan, although Ketsmanovic is a pretty tough first round. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll say RBA makes it the fourth round. Okay. And who do you, who does he, do you think, where do you think Nishikori and Hachinov, like, what are, what are his uh, I, I think Nishikori beats Hachinov, um, okay. but then loses to Batista. I have that as well. Yeah. I have okay. RBA getting past. Um, actually, you know what? Hmm, that's tough. Actually, nah, RBA is, RBA is better right now. I'll, I'll take RBA, even on the yeah, clay. I, I just feel like those first yeah. two rounds are going to be so comfortable for him. Um, uh, yeah. if, if, if there were someone else in there, it might be a different story. But mm, That's a good pick, yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll go with RBA as well in the fourth round. And yeah. Uh, um, yeah, RBA in the RBA versus Zverev, and then I have Zverev getting there in the quarters. Yeah, unfortunately, I do too. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah. I mean, I mean actually, we, we don't need to talk about this anymore than yeah. just the result. Yeah. So. So yeah, yeah, we do, and then I, um, then my prediction is Zverev and Rude. Uh, okay. You know, I already said Rude will be team, and I don't know how much you'll have left in the tank, and. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then it's just a question of uh, yeah. Uh, because Rude has a ceiling, right? And, um, you know, yeah, as much as I don't really like it, I mean, Zverev has a higher peak. And yep. so if if he if he reaches that peak and he doesn't play super passively, uh, like he can do it sometimes on clay, and he's been inconsistent, Zverev. I mean, like, he's inconsistent this year. Like, he's won yeah. Madrid and he's won Acapulco, but apart from that, a lot of first-round losses and then mm-hmm. a quarterfinal in Rome. So, yeah. But uh, I will say the trend is, uh, as of late, that in best of five sets, he has been getting better. Um, yeah. The last few slams have shown that. And so I think um, he will get to the semis. Uh, he'll take out Rude. That's okay. that's my prediction. I I hope, you know, Rude has something to say about that. But 
Yeah, um, I, I hope so. Too, I have yeah. sorry. I mean, I, I, it's hard to argue with that pick. And I think, like, I, so I, I'm going really big on team here, but I think conditions mm-hmm. in Paris are way more favorable to him than Madrid was. And it, and if he's gotten this far, I think he's going to be yeah. in form. So I, 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 I would I would agree with you. I'd say I would have said that too. If he had if he has gotten to the quarters and he's facing Zverev again in best of five, yeah, um, then I would have uh, I would also back team. Yeah, I, I've kind of dug myself into a hole here because I'm about to pick team to beat CT Foss as well. Uh, and, and that's okay. a little silly, and I know it's a bit silly, but I'm going to do it anyway. All right, great. Yeah, I mean, so you got team in it all in the final. Yeah, and, yeah, so. Uh, and yeah, that would be team's third Roland Garros final. So that'll be that'll be quite something. Team. Yeah. It all will have to be Djokovic and team back to back. Yep. For the first time, right? Because that's never, he's never won Roland Garros. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I think, so, I mean, I'm, yeah. I think that would be a fitting way to win number 14 and, and, uh, and get 21, do it yeah. um, pretty much the toughest way possible. Um, I mean, yeah. assuming team is in form and is playing better than Tsitsipas. Yeah. And so, so I have, yeah, then I have uh, Tsitsipas Zverev and uh, I have Tsitsipas getting to the final there. Okay. Um, nice. Although that'll be a quite a stressful match for a lot of fans to watch. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I, I just think you have to go off of, um, off of form and everything we've seen this year. I mean, Tsitsipas is, yeah. I mean, he's right there. He's right up in the mix with Djokovic. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, apart from Rafa this year, and he's got the good draw. He's got the fortune of not having to meet Nadal or Djokovic in a quarterfinal match, and that's big. So, yeah. and he, he seems like he'll take advantage of it. And he's now the only way. I, the only thing I worry about for Tsitsipas is mental. You know, if he gets yep. to that position where he's expected to win, you know, those matches come to mind. Uh, Chorich at the U.S. Open and her catch yep. in Miami. Because let's be honest, he should have won Miami, and he didn't. Yep. He should have. Um, so, yeah. So until he's done that in a best of five, he's never made a major final before. So that's yeah. the, and, the thing with him. And I also think that if he is to make a major final, um, there are going to be nerves there. And if yes. it's Rafa at Roland Garros, things could go south really, really quickly. He so, would have much rather played Nadal in a semi than in a final. Yep, um, I, th- I think so as well. Or, or because of those corner, nerves, to be honest. Yeah. Those nerves of a first slam final are huge. And team couldn't do that in 2018. Um, and it's just, you have to put yourself in those positions. We've seen it with these uh, uh, non-big three players. You have to keep putting yourself in position. And then you get closer and closer, and then you win one. Yeah. Um, so that's that's kind of what it was with team. And I just, you know, Sitsipas is proving... It's proving us. Uh, it's proving he's in a really, really good path in terms of improvements and progression. And thirty-two and eight on the season, thirty-three and eight actually. And you can't yeah, lie with the, still leading the, the race. Um, the race to turn, yeah. which I, I don't think he will be after Roland Garros. But um, yeah, but I, I mean, it's very impressive. Yeah, and and then obviously the coming back from two sets of down against Rafa. Um, that was so, amazing. So he's checked off a lot of milestones and first Masters 1000 and then nearly beat Rafa in Barcelona and then served for the match against Djokovic in Rome. So all these things point to Tsitsipas getting to the final. I think it's his time. And yeah. so I think we do see Nadal Tsitsipas and I'm going to say Nadal wins in three. I'm okay. going to say it's yeah. th- it won't be that close. The, the, that's uh, a good pick. I mean, I, um, I, I wish I could disagree with you if that final happens, yeah. but it's, I, I mean, maybe four if he plays a great set, but it's just like, I think yeah. back to 2019 where like some people were even picking team to win. Um mm-hmm. And and look, team actually played out of his shoes for two sets. Um, that yeah, the first half of that first set was some of the best tennis you'll ever see. And he 
he was doing about as well as he could have with the surf plus one in the second set and it only got him one set and after that he was pretty much finished um mm-hmm. so yeah i mean i think i think it's gonna be brutal for tt foss but like yeah I, I think realistically your predictions make more sense than mine um but s- since i'm going with team um when are we ever realistic though like oh, <laughs> this, I mean, is, this is this is the tough I mean, part with the draws. It's, I, my 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 leap to be fair was not as big as yours with medvedev so yeah that, it really wasn't i put myself on the line here daniel yeah. you gotta do it daniel yeah. daniel come on yes yeah, so, do so it for I'll, me i'll say <laughs> I'll, I'll say nadal beats team in three and like like team after having this great run is sort of going to gas out in the final nadal will win yeah. it straight but this will sort of re uh, reignite the spark for team and he'll go on to defend his US Open title. Perfect. Okay, so I, I'm really oh, uh, I'm okay. really going into the big predictions now, but I'll I'll stand by it. All right, yeah, US Open title we'll revisit that one. But yeah. <laughs> but I guess uh yeah, so we both have Nadal winning inevitably in the end and he will get 14 majors in one place. Wow. So yeah. We'll tie Pete Sampras in one slam, which is yeah, it's, it's ironic too because Pete Sampras never won a French Open; all of his were won elsewhere. Yeah, and then there'll be a lot of other conversations after that. But for now, we'll save all of our listeners some time. And uh, this was really fun to record. Um, super in-depth preview here, and uh, some bold predictions, and some, and the inevitable result at the end, um, and. Yeah, I think we'll we'll have a fantastic Roland Garros this time. The, some of these matches are just so tasty, and like, you know, definitely looking forward to this one even way more than I was in the one in October because we have normal yeah. conditions again, and we will have night sessions. So the matches will start at nine p.m. local time, Paris time, and that that might throw another banner and spanner into the works. And obviously, with the yeah, um, yeah, everything else that's to come with it should be should be epic. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't wait for this tournament. We have two potential semifinals, uh, ATP and WTA, that could be like finals between uh, four potentially great players. I mean, potentially between four great players. Uh, they're yeah. all obviously already great players. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm really excited for this. And I'm also tired because we recorded this right after the WTA episode. Same, yes. Two and a half hours. So. Yeah. This is this is what you get on the Tennis and Beagles podcast. This is yes. the dedication that we have yes. to our uh, listeners. Undying hard work. Come support us at our... We don't have a pay. <laughs> <laughs> Come support us by just listening and telling your friends and telling everybody on Twitter and following yeah. us through yeah. the TNNS app where you can see all of our previous episodes. And yeah, and uh, ask us questions. We content. will answer your questions at any time. Um, yes. I'll, I'll yeah. hopefully be writing. Vaunch will be providing the sets um our our fearless leader andre will be back soon uh doing yes. his uh doing his host thing um at editing these podcasts that we work so hard to bring you uh so yeah um we'll, so, yeah yeah can't wait for roland garros and yeah here's to many more podcasts in the next two weeks Acast powers the world's best podcasts here's the show that we recommend The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. 
ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.